This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that did not kneel during the halftime show because none of our names are kneel and we don't have a halftime show. I am Faisal American. I kneel before the sight of a juicy smash burger. Mmm, smash burger. <laughs> also, we have Nicholas John. Hello, hello. He doesn't kneel because he's old and his knee's a bit dodgy. And uh, Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? Unfortunately, we have to kneel before him because he's Karami Kamil. And it's his birthday. Happy birthday, you miserable b****. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Today, we're going to start with the uh, Champions League last 16. Uh, Manchester City, 5-0 first leg win at Sporting. Uh, they're virtually through to the quarterfinals with a super display, much like uh, how they've been playing for the season so far. Uh, it does make you think, guys, uh, could this finally be their year? Uh, it possibly can, but we know that it's been... City and Pep Guardiola has been trying so, so hard just to get that Champions League trophy since, what, 2014, 2015. Uh, they've made it to the final once. Um... I'm still hoping that they can. It can be their year this year, but we've seen how Pep fumbled last season, was it, when they lost to Chelsea 1-0 in the final. So it's still going to be a tough, tough uh, hurdle to make for City. But against Sporting Lisbon, I think we, all of us, I'm pretty sure 99% of Football fans were uh, did see this result coming. Yeah, of course. Uh, they were Sporting through the young... Sporting lah, bagi five. Sporting five league gave goals. the C- uh, gave City five goals. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, um, I I think it's hard to say at this point actually whether this is going to be their year or not. Uh, they're definitely one of uh, the favourites, but remember that we've still got Chelsea still to play. There's also Liverpool and and technically PSG, Real Madrid, and Bayern are all still in the competition. So, uh, yeah, difficult to say. But definitely one of the favourites. But uh, like like you were saying, Karam, earlier uh, against Sporting Lisbon, it, it, it's pretty much one leg in the quarters for City. Actually, I think it's more like both legs in the quarters because I don't see Sporting scoring five goals against City at the Etihad at that. So, yeah. Now, another big result, uh, Liverpool 2-0 away win at Inter Milan. Uh, they were heading for a goalless draw um, before Roberto Firmino and Mo Salah scored in the uh, 75th and 83rd minutes. Uh, not bad, considering uh, Inter were pretty much on par with Liverpool for much of the game. Yeah, it, it was a huge win for Liverpool. Huge because they came close to not getting the win. And I was actually quite surprised by how, how much more threatening Inter looked, you know, especially at the start. And the fact that Liverpool scored from their only two attempts on target goes to show just how much they had to dig deep, you know, to scrape up the win. But uh, at the end of the day, a win is a win. Uh, they now have a, have a comfortable two-goal cushion for the return leg, which will be played at Anfield. So, yeah, you have to, to, to fancy Liverpool's chances of advancing here. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think uh, props needs to be given to Jordan Henderson, who came on as a sub, right? Uh, I think 
in the second half, uh, Liverpool was was really was really on their on their heels when Inter Milan was bombarding their fullbacks. Uh, but the inclusion of Jordan Henderson, I thought, really, really changed the tempo of the game. And mm-hmm. he did slow it down a bit. And after he came on, I thought Inter was struggling to to play with a more slow tempo from Liverpool. So I, I kudos Jordan Henderson. Yep. Uh, that's why he's the captain. And not Maguire. Still somehow managed to find a, an opportunity to take a dig at him. PSG had a 1-0 home win against Real Madrid. Kylian Mbappe getting the winner with a very late goal. Uh, of course, it's just 1-0 at home. So there's still everything to play for uh, Real uh, of course, and furthermore, there's no more away goal rules, right, this season in the Champions League. So, um, 1-0 is really, really not enough for, for PSG, but uh, I think we need to focus on Mbappe for this match because he did absolutely brilliant throughout the whole match. I was surprised that uh, Real Madrid was struggling to get a grip in the game. I thought... Especially in the first half, I thought PSG was dominating Real Madrid. Uh, Real could barely get past their halfway line. We do. We have been talking about Mbappe's move to Real Madrid for quite some time now, right? So I thought, mm-hmm. I personally thought that this was a great, great audition for Mbappe. Uh, he proved his worth. He proved his metal. Uh, great, great finish right at the end of the match. So hey, Real Madrid next season, I guess Mbappe. Also, Salzburg, one-all draw with Bayern Munich. Uh, as for the Europa League knockout round playoffs, Barcelona drew one-all against Napoli. Sevilla had a 3-1 win over uh, Dinamo Zagreb, including a goal scored by a certain Anthony Martial. It's his first goal for the uh, Spanish club. So, uh, Karam, feel free to take a dig if you want. Huh? <laughs> I think Marcel is disrespecting my birthday today. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Marcel is taking a dig at me. I'm not sure. But uh, I hope, I hope, I really, really hope that this could be a turning point for Marcel in his career. Uh, we know he can score goals. Uh, maybe with United, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just his confidence that's bugging him, that's preventing him from performing really, really well. Uh, but very, very happy for him to score his first goal for Sevilla, and hopefully, hopefully, he can he can bring can bring Sevilla help Sevilla to the final again. Who's this Martial? That sounds familiar. <laughs> heard heard the name before. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, Premier League, uh, Manchester United beat Brighton two 0 It's the first time they scored more than one goal in a match in uh, was it nearly a month. Also, it was uh, great for Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he opened the scoring uh, and got his first goal in 587 minutes. Uh, that was his longest goal drought in his club career, right? Yeah, one of his, his longest. And then people were actually starting to get worried. But I, I actually don't see what the fuss is all about. You know, every player goes through a rough patch, even Ronaldo. And, and we all know the quality that he possesses. So it was only going to be a matter of time before he scored again. But I think what is more concerning is the fact that Ronaldo's goal drought coincided with that run you mentioned where, where United were only scoring one goal per game. And it makes you wonder if Rangnick is relying too much on the Portuguese. They have plenty of attacking options, younger attacking options. Even if you if you discount 
Mason Greenwood, you know, who's, who's going through his own legal issues and or, or whatnot right now. So uh, the question is, why is United relying on a 37-year-old player for goals? You know, I, I find that a bit uh, worrying. But as for the match itself, for me personally, it was more of a relief than anything else. You know, they were already on a run of three matches without a win in all competitions. So it was very important that they didn't slip up here as well. And for all intents and purposes, I think they did okay. Um, although with a match at 1-0, I was really worried that Brighton was going to get an equaliser before Bruno Fernandes finally scored very late on. So, uh, yeah, very important win for United. Uh, I agree with Nick. Uh, it it was a big, big relief. Um, we've seen a couple of matches before that opponents came back to get a point against United, uh, which is not good. Uh, back to Nick's point about why is Rangnick relying on Ronaldo that much? Because I think currently, without Greenwood now, United only have Ronaldo, Cavani and Rashford. And Rashford is is really not on his best form. So is Cavani. Cavani has not been he's has not been scoring for quite some time now. Um to make things worse, I th- I thought Bruno Fernandez is really 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 ordinary this season. I don't know why. I really thought that his link up play with Ronaldo could be better because they played together in Portugal, right? So that and Fernandez scoring the second goal in that Brighton match I thought might be a boost of confidence for for the Portuguese to to just con- contribute more. Come on, Bruno, contribute more to the team. <laughs> and about the clean sheet that Nick said, I thought De Gea, De- David De Gea, did play well. He made a couple of saves, a brilliant saves. And for the last for more than a decade now, I think De Gea has been United's hero. And I don't know why there's a fuss about him before that. He needs to leave. We need to give United needs to give Henderson more playing time. But to me, that just does not make sense, I guess. I think we need to be worried when the day finally comes where De Gea decides, you know what, I, I, I want to move on. You know, he, he starts looking for another club and all that. Then <laughs> we'll really start to feel, you know, the, the, mm. just how important a player he was for the team or, or he has been for the team for so long. Yes, exactly. And if we want to be worried about now, just worry about our captain. <laughs> <laughs> Another dig at Harry Maguire. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Harry, because Martial scored, so it's on you now. (laughs) Also happening this week is the uh, Badminton Asia Team Championship. Uh, Malaysia uh, booked their place in the semi-finals. And with that, we've qualified for both the uh, Thomas and Uber Cups. So uh, clap, 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 clap. Congratulations, guys. (laughs) We are so poor that we don't have the the sound effects for that, right? (laughs) Uh, yes, it's a good, good news. Uh, but for the men's team, uh, I think this is really, really straightforward. I think uh, they should, they really should have qualified for the semifinals regardless of anything that happens. They beat Singapore 5-0 and also they beat Kazakhstan 5-0. So it's a it's a, an annihilation for both of the, both of the countries. Um, they will meet Japan later, right? So that could be quite a match, I think, I hope. But for the women's team... Uh, they started off really, really well. They were facing Japan. They lost the first two games, but somehow, somewhere, they with a young team, they they plotted a comeback and won the last three games. So that was great. 
Uh, and then for the second game, they beat India 3-2 as well. And they also qualified to the semis and qualified for the Uber Cup. Uh, both teams, I think, uh, both uh, men and women's squad have have reached their target just to qualify for the for the Thomas and Uber. And also for the semi-finals. So, good news so far. Just hope that they can bring home the title this time round. And the women's team were playing without Tina as well, right? Because she, she contracted COVID and had to drop out at the, at the last minute. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, I was really, really shocked when they were facing Japan because Rexy Mainaki did came up with a statement that he won't be playing any scratch pairs. So, when Perlitan came into the court with Valerie Xiao, I was like, huh? Did Rexy just lie to the whole nation? But then it turns out that Amtina was uh, was positive with COVID. And so we just hope that she'll recover and maybe, just maybe, can play in the finals. Okay, finally, um, just a quick rant about Novak Djokovic. Lah. In a recent <laughs> interview with the BBC, um, he said he's not anti-vax, but he's uh, willing to give up trophies or the chance to match uh, Nadal's Grand Slam record if it means uh, he has to take the jab. Uh, we've already wasted precious uh, minutes talking about this joker. So uh, I'll, just, I just, I'll just say this. Lah. Look, if you say you're not anti-vax, but have to qualify it with a but, it means you are, lah, dude. It's like saying, you know, I'm not racist, but... I'm better than people who are different than me. Or, uh, I'm not an alcoholic, but I just love getting a buzz and getting wasted. Or, uh, no, I'm not delusional, but I think Manchester United can still win trophies <laughs> this season. <laughs> Someone's not a Novak Djokovic fan, I can tell. <laughs> Even before all his mysticism bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but look at it this way. At, at least now it, it gives us, he, he has made his stand. And at least now there's some sort of like certainty, you know, heading into all these big tournaments. So we, we don't wait until the last minute. Oh, is Djokovic going to play? Is he not going to play? We know now for sure, you know, what, what are the tournaments he's not going to feature in. So yeah. at least there's that. La. The other certainty is he will never pass uh, Nadal or Federer for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> and Federer is not even playing anymore. So yeah, that's one lost chance there. With that, we've come to the end of a Podball Sportscast episode that was very special. Uh, happy birthday to the special dude, uh, Karam. Thanks, guys. I am Faisal American. I am Karami Kamil, and I'm not greatness. I just think I'm better than Nick and Faisal. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Nicholas John. 